Today on the Talentcast, I'm probably going to get myself in trouble. It seems fair. It seems safe, like a safe bet. But I, I also think that's kind of why I do this podcast, so I'm not too too terrified. A little, but not too terrified. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Talentcast. I'm your host, James Ellis. This podcast has one simple goal, to change the conversation around recruiting, employer brand, and hiring. Simple as that. The only way we can do that is by making this a 100% no-pitch zone, meaning no one's making any money, no one's giving any money, nobody's sponsoring anything. So please come join us, come learn, come engage in this conversation, come grow our industry with me. Uh, If you want to talk to me, I'm on Twitter, at The War for Talent, or you can look at our website, thetalentcast.com. Otherwise, let's get to it. Hey, how you doing, James Ellis? So, housekeeping, gonna be at ERE next month. You should come see me in San Diego. Gonna be at RecruitCon in Nashville a month after that. You should come see me. Gonna be at Social Recruiting Con- Strategies Conference in Austin in August. You should come see me. I'm gonna be at the Talent Brand Conference in Austin in June. Not speaking at that, but I'm going to be there. So if you see me, say hello. Tell me stuff or don't. I mean, I don't know. Just come see me. You know, this is all the good stuff. So I've already recorded this podcast, but a completely different subject. I even tweeted about it that I was going to drop this podcast about positioning and differentiation. And I was really struggling with it because I literally already recorded it. It was in the can. It was ready to go. Uh, and then I listened to an interesting podcast and I went, you know what? I did this all wrong. I got to think of this from square one. I have a whole different subject I want to talk about. And I want to insp- thank two people who I don't know personally, but inspired me to have this conversation or to speak about this topic, so to speak, so to speak. Wow. Yikes. Um, the first is Tom Peters, who I've mentioned before. He's the godfather of management, modern management thinking, uh, adore him. This has been a subject top of mind for him for a very, very long time. The other is Cindy Gallup, who I just discovered and I'm in love with. Um, so first off, why haven't you mentioned her? Why haven't you told me about Cindy? What is wrong? Why? Come on. I need to know this stuff. Otherwise, uh, those two conversations inspired this. Uh, also, it lined right up with the idea that at some point this week, and I don't remember when, I think it's the 8th, I'm probably wrong, um, is the International Women's Day, and all of March is Women's History Month. So it all just kind of seemed like the stars aligned, and I wanted to kind of talk on this subject. And before I do, full disclosure, straight, white, middle-aged, breeding male, how you doing? So uh, what I have to say is coming from a straight, white, middle-aged male kind of perspective, not from your standard diversity officer, diversity, recruitment, marketing, whatever kind of model. It's purely from an economic model, from a recruiting model more than anything else. So I may step on some toes. Please understand I'm trying to do this out of love, and then I'm trying to move a conversation forward and take that into account if I fuck this up, which is very possible. Um, so here we go. So first off, if you I, – I, I really, what are you doing? I mean, really, what are you doing? Are you trying to hire right now? Are you trying to hire right now? Developers, data scientists, electricians, installers, customer service, marketing, uh, accounting, legal – are you hiring right now? Are you hiring right now? Why aren't you hiring women? Now, I don't mean that in some sort of weird abstract way where women are good and inherently good and we, want to, we should encourage them to reach their full potential and show up to work and you know, give them a job. And no, 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 no. Why aren't you hiring women? In fact, your entire recruiting model should focus on women. I mean, not, oh yeah, I guess we'll glue some women onto the thinking of this. Oh, I guess we should focus some of this stuff on women too, but women first. Women first recruiting. 
And I've talked about this in places, and I, I use this model. There was a time a long time ago when recruiting or when uh, web design was all about the desktop, right? It was all about the big old monitor. And you designed a web page around this idea that you had 1,000 pixels worth of width, and you had lots of room and space, and you'd pick pictures and videos and stuff, and you assumed really high bandwidth connections and all that good stuff. And then turns out, like about seven or eight years ago, when we all moved to phones, it went, oh, that doesn't look very good. And so we said, ooh, 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 we should figure out how to squeeze that big old widescreen model into a phone model. And it looked like crap. Oh, man, it looked so bad. And then it started this idea called mobile first, where you develop for mobile. And when you solve problems for mobile, that inherently solves problems for desktop. And it's much easier to kind of make the adjustments from mobile to desktop than the other way around. And I bring this up because that's why you should hire women first, or at least your entire recruiting strategy should and could be women first. Not women only. I think dudes should have jobs. I like being employed. I like making money. I like paying my mortgage. I think we all should have the ability to make money. But when you focus on dudes first, or when you say you're not focusing on anyone in particular, but it turns out since you've always been founded by a dude and run by dudes and managed by dudes and led by dudes, guess what? You have a dude-focused recruiting model, even though historically and statistically most of your recruiters are women. Um, it's still a dude-centric model, right? It's about let's spend a lot of money, let's make a website, let's announce our presence, and then let's collect a lot of resumes. Now, I know a handful of women at least, right? And if they were to design a recruiting strategy from scratch, none of that would happen. Why? Because they'd start with the relationship. They would always start with the relationship. They, wouldn't, they would figure out how to take that relationship and scale it up. Instead, dudes go, how do we start at scale? How do I get everyone to be amazed by my ability to do something? And then I'll figure out how to squeeze it down into that relationship model, right? How many of you, when you're looking for jobs, feel like you're building relationships? Like none, right? I mean, really, if you, built, if, if you really thought about it for a second or thought with your heart for a second, none. It's all about you feel like the entire process is about how to pull that resume out of you, that application out of you. It's like, like talking to a grifter looking to pull a $10 bill out of your pocket. That's the worst. You're not building a relationship. You might be making some lip service saying you want to build a relationship, but you're not because you focused on dudes first. Dudes are very transactional. These are broad generalizations. By the way, I understand that. But dudes are more transactional based. Women are not as transactional based. Women are relationship based, generally. Big again, big broad strokes. But when you do, you know, when you, when you build a recruitment model that's all about scale and about transaction, women are not attracted to that. They don't gravitate towards that. It is an environment designed around men, and more specifically white men, sorry. Um, it's designed for them. And then we kind of say, well, the door's open if anybody else wants to join you. It's like, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> the DNA is all white men. No wonder you're having problems attracting women. How do I know this is true? Has anyone been to Sephora? Has anyone talked to Sephora? Do you know that they have 70% women developers? Developers, you know, the, the industry that has no women, that schools are not producing female developers, and yet somehow Sephora has 70% women? How does that happen? Well, they're a female-centric company. They're a women-first company. They're dudes who work there. They have 70% women. Consequently, there's 30% dudes. But... If they start with women, turns out that doing it women first doesn't push away men. It doesn't 
dissuade them from applying. Men have no problems building relationships. They like to build relationships. They would rather have relationships, but they've always been in a world where it's always been transactional recruiting, and so consequently they've optimized to that. And that sucks. It's true. You can find women. You can find women for every industry. And I'm not going to say you should because it's the right thing to do. Though it is, but that's not the argument I want to make. The argument I really want to make is that if you are not hiring women at every conceivable level of your company, for every potential job for your company, if you are not women first, you are leaving money on the table. How do I know that? Well, let me point this out. Do you know that women drive all, almost all tra uh, transactions and purchasing decisions? That they are the fundamental influencers of most purchasing decision? Do you know that most e-commerce is driven by women? Do you know that when people who pay for apps are more women, more likely to be women than men? Do you know women drive the money? Do you know that? Now, I don't bring that up because it's an interesting tidbit of trivia. I bring it up because I'm pretty sure that you do, your company does its job to make money. So if your company is there to make money and women are focusing and driving and influencing almost all the purchases, why the hell aren't you so circled around women? Why? Because your founder was a dude and your founder can't conceive of a world in which dudes don't make the decisions. It's egocentric. How do I know? I am one. How you doing? Anyway, you want... To make more money, you build a transaction, you build a relation, you build a, a model, you build an app, you build a store, you build a product that is female first. Why? Because they're the ones buying it. With the exception of sports cars, it seems, women make the decisions in anything, on everything. Mattresses, houses, clothes, online, offline. Hell, most cars, women make the primary purchasing decision. Women drive the wallet. And if you want to share the wallet, you damn well better be able to speak women. You better get that. Now, rather than have me try and figure out how to translate that, which I think I do okay, but let's be fair, again, straight white male, how you doing? Um, wouldn't it just be easier to bring some women in? Women speak women intuitively, naturally. They get the process. They get the mindset. They get how they think far more than dudes do. Far more. I really don't think I'm going out on a limb on that one. So if you want to make more money, you focus on women. But how do you hire women? It's so hard. There aren't any women electricians. There aren't any women uh, uh, good writers. There aren't any women uh, developers. There aren't any women leaders out there. Bullshit. Bull fucking shit. Call it right now. Bullshit. Some of the best writers I know are women. Some of the best developers I know are women. Some of the best leaders I know are women. You're telling me you can't find them? It's because you're trying to compete in a way that doesn't attract women. If you've got a dude-centric rec uh, recruiting style and process, women, and there are few, fewer of them, sure, will gravitate towards the places that actually appreciate them. Weird, right? If you were a purple polka-dotted person and everything was about solid or striped people, you would find the company who cared about polka dotted people. It's simple as that. And if you're focused on a, a generic or a, or a neutral or an androgynous, if such a thing can be said, um, recruitment model, recruitment hiring model, what you're saying is we started with dudes and figured how to adjust it to meet women. And gosh, thanks, gents. Thanks so much. Simple as that. It's a women-first model. You start there, attract them to you, 
because they will intuitive understand how you're speaking to them. They will engage better. They will understand what you're trying to do better. And the best part is if you focus on women first, you're actually solving almost every problem a dude has. Is there any question or anything you would want to show a woman that a dude wouldn't care about too? And I swear to God, if you go to maternity leave, I will reach right through this microphone and pop you in the nose. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm a straight white dude. I also am thrilled when my wife can take off for it to have a kid because it's healthier for me, it's healthier for my wife, and it's healthier for my kid. Tell me how that isn't a man issue. Tell me how that isn't a dude issue. Tell me, because I'll wait. I'll wait. And the truth is by solving for women, you are solving for men. But there are lots of issues that as a dude, I don't think of. And frankly, I don't think about maternity and paternity care because it's not in my wheelhouse. It's not what I've been trained to worry about. I'd worry about money. I worry about uh, work-life balance. I worry about status. I worry about impact. I worry about those things. Now, it's not that women don't, but women worry about that after they can worry about, can they raise a kid? And when a woman, woman looks for a job, they have a very different process. They have a very different checklist of whether they should work for you or not. And it's very different from men. Like I said, as a man, I'm worried about my motivation. Am I making money? Am I making impact? Do I get to go home at a reasonable hour? Will I have an opportunity to, to, to thrive, to, to glow, to, to, to shine? Will I be able to do the things I want to do? Do I get to work on the stuff I want to work on? And a woman wants all, women want all that stuff too, but it starts with, can I have a kid here? Can I raise a family here? And if I can't, end of conversation. All the other stuff is not quite meaningless, but certainly falls down the ladder pretty fast. It's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? If they can't make sure that I can have time to take care of a kid and they understand how important it is that occasionally I have to stay home and, and take care of a sick kid, who cares about the rest of the stuff? That's the trick of it. That's what it means to be women first. And as a dude, I don't think about that. But if you show me that you're about work-life balance and that you care about kids and that you want people to take time off to take care of the kids, I think that's fantastic. I didn't have it first thought. That wasn't my primary motivation. That wasn't my primary concern. But I go, fantastic. That's great. I love to hear that. I'm no less attracted to you as a company because you're female first. I'm simply not. And if you're desperate to be a workplace that is building the best products for the people who have the best money, you have to be women-centric. You have to be female first. You have to be. It's simple as that. On top of which, you know who the best recruiters are? Women. Again, broad brush. Broad brush. I know plenty of great dude recruiters. But women are better at building relationships. Even at scale. The best social media people are women. They know what's attractive. They know what's interesting. They know how to grab people's attention. And they know how to build that attention to drive brand awareness on whatever level that is. Women are better at it. Not, again, not saying men aren't. I'm just saying women in general are better at it. This is who you want in recruiting. If you're about trying to figure out how, to, how many app, applications you can drive through your ATS as fast as humanly possible, you're right. You're doing it exactly right. You're optimizing exactly where you want to be. Except we know as people, the world changes and people have better choices where they want to apply. They will generally apply in the place they have a relationship with. And you know who they want to have relationships with because they're better at it? Women. Women want to know that other women work there and men will have better relationships knowing that women are comfortable there because women are just better at having relationships. Sorry, they are.
They're geared towards it. Women are far more social critters. I said creatures and critters at the same time. That was a weird one, right? I should probably excise that, but of course I won't be bothered to do it. Um, What's the, the study that says men are more competitive and women are more social? They're all about how do you figure out how to do it together and their ways of competing are very different from men. You should have men, if you don't believe me, you should have a daughter. It is enlightening. It is a mean girl's world out there. That's all I'm going to put out there. That's all I'm going to put out there. It's a different world. And again, since dudes were always in charge and dudes started the company and dudes have always had leadership roles, dudes don't think about that stuff. And if you want to win the hiring game, and I don't care. I don't care if it's tech uh, development. I don't care if it's an electrician. I don't care if it's marketing. I don't care if it's writing. I don't care if it's accounting. You start with women. Having said that, I'm going to throw one more wrench into the works. And this is the moment I get in real trouble. Because when I say this, people get mad. Quick interruption. The goal here is to change the conversation around recruiting, hiring, and employer brand. The only way we can achieve that goal is with your help. And that is not with money, not with sponsorship. No, 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 no. It's to just simply share us and review us. Simple as that. Just review us wherever you get podcasts, share us on social media, say nice things about us or complain about us. I, that really is completely fair. Uh, that's all we really ask. That's all. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, let's get back to the show. We mu- <clears throat> How do I say this? So if we accept that as of this moment, especially in America, and there are a handful of countries that are making changes in the right direction, and I applaud that those motions. If you accept that in America and most of Europe... For job for job, hour per hour, men make more than women. That is to say, women don't make as much as men doing the same job. If you accept that as a fact, and I think the data is pretty airtight on that one, yes, you can lament that, and you should because it should be even. And until we reach a world where everybody has 100% salary transparency, you won't. I simply don't think... Governments and companies will get, with with a handful of exceptions, was it Iceland who just adopted it? Iceland or Ireland? I think it's Iceland. Adopted, you're not allowed to pay men more. You're not allowed to pay women less. It's illegal. Um, Until we get to a world where the government mandates that level of transparency and mandates that level of evenness, which is a hard ask in a lot of countries, given the where I live, yikes, Um, until we have transparency... I'm going to be an evil bastard for just a moment, an evil business greedy bastard. If women are cheaper, why in God's name don't you hire them first? Until the day that you you have to pay them more, until the day where it's all transparent and everything's equal, if they're a bargain, why aren't you hiring them? Do not rest on your laurels to say we hire men because we have potential and we hire women because we've proof. Hire women for potential. Why? Because it's cost effective. If you can pay them 75 and 80 cents on the dollar because the industry seems to get away with it, do it. Up until the point you don't, up until the point you've decided as a company you're willing to spend the money to make that change, up until that moment, you'd be crazy not to take the bargain. So take it. And again, I get into trouble. I get into a lot of trouble when I say stuff like that. I'm not saying that I'm glad women pay, get paid less. I'm saying if the reality is right now they do, they should be given more opportunities to grow, to, to learn, to, to expand their repertoire, to figure out new skills, to show and make impact. I want them to have the ability, if they're the bargain, 
give them the opportunity that you, you wouldn't give a man because they're more expensive. Then when transparency kind of clicks in and we get to the point where everybody is equal, maybe that kind of balances things out a bit. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy on that. I don't think I am, but crazy people never think they're crazy. That's, that's, that's a great way to end this podcast, right? Crazy people never think they're crazy, <laughs> he says, talking about himself. Um, there's all sorts of research and data that says women make better leaders. They make better uh, decisions. They make better economic decisions. That the more likely, more you have women on a board, the more you have women leadership, the more likely it is that your company makes more money. There's all sorts of data points like that. And coming from an economic standpoint, you'd be an idiot not to listen to them. And if the truth is today you don't have to pay women as much, then hire them now. Hire them faster. Make more gambles on women. You're gonna, it'll pay out. It'll pay out. It's a huge idea and frankly, it pays out at every single level. So with that, I got to say the future in hiring is female. It is absolutely female. There's all sorts of conversation around if you start with women, you start to open this concept called intersectionality and I'm not a diversity guy, so I don't understand it nearly as well as other people do. But to say that if you start to realize that you can be women focused, turns out it makes it higher to hire black, it makes it easier to hire black women. And when you hire black women, it makes it easier to hire black men. And when you hire black men and black women, it turns out you're also hiring uh, LGBTQ people pretty easily. It turns out you're also hiring veterans a lot more often. It turns out you're solving all your diversity problems, whether you like agree that you have them or not. Starting with women, the future is female. It's the beginning. It is the tip of the spear to changing how we think about recruiting. It solves a lot of problems down the road. With that, thanks, Tom Peters. Thanks, Cindy Gallup, for inspiring this. I hope I didn't embarrass myself. I hope I can, you know, bring about some more conversation. If I'm wrong, if you think I'm a fool, and I'm sure some of you do, uh, the Twitter, bring it to me. The War for Talent, at The War for Talent. Come find me. Come beat me up. Come tell me I'm wrong. Tell me why I'm wrong. I do listen. I do appreciate. I might even respond. Um, There you go. Thanks so much for listening. I will see you next week. Bye. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.